Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to another episode in our Premier League season preview series where we are going to look ahead to the upcoming season with a couple of sides and see how we think they are going to get on the new season. But days away and we are here today go through the list on Manchester United and Newcastle United. Lots to talk about, very different things to talk about with these two sides. As always, I'm joined uh, by Andrew Pollard to preview the upcoming season. Um, Exciting times to be a Man United fan, Andrew. Are they possibly whisper it title contenders for this season? I I think they could be there, thereabouts. It is. It's a... It's an exciting time, I think, for United. It seems like there's a, a buzz back around Old Trafford again. Um, I, I guess um, figuratively, not literally, because there is no fans there. <laughs> um, but but yeah, there, there is very much um, that figurative buzz. Um, just from the, I thought, towards the uh, the second half of last season, really. It, just by, it, it feels like, I don't know, there's a belief that they can win things. Um, Solskjaer's got some of that belief back about the, the players there. He's got them playing well. Obviously, Bruno Fernandes coming in in January just was uh, revelationary for them, and that that just that was just such a uh, an influential signing. He he, he became so quickly. Right, you yeah. see that with January signings, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a lot of time in January. I remember with United, God, whenever it was, 2007, maybe six, when they signed in January, they signed Patrice Ever and um, and Emmanuel Vidic. And they both looked absolute toilet for the rest of the season. <laughs> Obviously went on to, be to become two of the, the greatest defenders uh, that the Premier League year has ever seen. Uh, and won a whole load of trophies for many, many years. So, yeah. But no, Bruno just settled in instantly straight away. And there the is it's just this, there seems to be a very good positive vibe around uh, Man United at the moment. Even if, you know, that there's only it's only like, I don't know, a last minute equaliser away from Twitter going mad with hashtag Ollie out. It seems <laughs> that that's there at the drop of a hat of people calling for his head. But... Yeah, if I was a Man United fan, I'd be feeling, I'd be looking forward to this season. They're not going to like this, but I'm going to draw comparisons between Man United, Liverpool and Manchester City. Feels like there's a personality back at the club and a real togetherness, which is something that I've felt has been missing ever since Ferguson left. Yeah, totally, totally. Um, I mean, on paper, David Moyes looked like a kind of a sensible uh, appointment, you could say. Mm. And and, I mean, Fergie hand-picked him, so you're not going to argue with Sir Alex Ferguson, I guess. Um, Yeah, Louis van Gaal, I I love Louis van Gaal, but it just did not work out. Uh, Some of the stories you hear with where he was saying they needed players with with pace who could carry the ball, and he signs Memphis Depay and and Angel Di Maria, and you hear stories that he, he tells them not to run with the ball, um, in the final third, it's like kind of doesn't make sense, but <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um, but yeah, Jose as well, and yeah, it seems under 
under Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer, there is that. It just feels like there's a, a positive vibe, a, a, a character, um, somebody who gets the DNA of that club. It's yeah, that, that's something it's thrown around all the time with football clubs these days. It's all about the DNA of the football club. But if anybody knows Manchester United, it's Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer and and the players there. Most importantly, the players they look even the players who were disgruntled before. Everybody looks like they want to play for Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer, and that is a massive plus point. Yeah, the uh, the rumours and issues surrounding Paul Pogba are never really going to go away, but they're certainly quieting down. Uh, I want to get to a dilemma at the uh, other end of the pitch in due course. Before we talk about that, we'll talk about some important players for United. I mean, the potential of, you know, a, a, an attacking force that contains Rashford, Greenwood, Martial, Pogba, Fernandez, and now Donny van der Beek is, is mouthwatering. Yeah, there's some, there's a, a lot of very good footballers there. Um, in particular, I think that that front three of, of Greenwood, Rashford, and Martial with Bruno behind, just the, the pace from the three in front, and just yeah, there's goals there. There's well, they they, they outscored. I think that front three scored more than Liverpool's front three uh, last season. Uh, Liverpool, of course, he won the Premier League. So there's a lot of goals in this Manchester United team, and and then that there is Bruno Fernandez, who's just got goals, who's got creativity, who's got. Even if he's not creating or, or he's not scoring, it's just he's got such a positive outlook in in the sense of when he gets the ball, it's quick movements, it's looking forward, it's looking to to play killer passes. Um, and then you yeah you've got Paul Pogba, you've got Donny van der Beek, who I think Donny van der Beek might initially start to play a little bit deeper, but mm. he can he can play as a ten, um, normally plays as a six. He can do a more defensive side of the game if needed. But yeah, it's it's the, the, it is a mouthwatering prospect for for Man United fans. I think just looking at the the technical players there, you've got the, uh, the the attacking force you've got there, and um, yeah, it's I, I I'm looking forward to it as a neutral. I think I think Juan Bissaka, this could be a real breakout season mm. for him as well. Um, you know, he didn't have a poor season last year by any stretch of the imaginations, but uh, I think with such terrifying pace and skill all over that pitch, I think he's going to flourish in a scenario that that. But the issue which is what I want to get on to. It's all well and good scoring lots of goals. You've also got to stop team scoring against you. And it's fair to say there's still a defensive frail team to Man United before we even talk about the goalkeeper situation. Yes, <laughs> very mm. much so. Um, yeah, well, I mean, I think a big one as well is to look at how the events of the past few weeks may affect Harry Maguire going into mm. the season. That you, you don't know. We've seen it with four players where they've had off the field issues come up and, and it's made not a blip of difference to their performances. And we've seen with other players where it, it really bogs them down and it's something that goes on and plays in their mind and their form stuff is on the pitch for, for months or even seasons. Mm. Um, but yeah, there, there definitely are defensive frailties. I, th- I thought Wan-Bissaka had, had a really good season for the most part. There, there would be the odd, odd stinker or two, but I thought, mm. for the most part, I thought he had a really good year. Um, but I think... So often with, with teams like this, and I think it comes down to consistency in terms of your bodies. And you look at that Man United backline, and Aaron Wan-Bissaka played most of the games. Harry Maguire played, I think, every game. But other than that, there's it's there's players in and out. Um, mm. Whether it's it's like who who starts alongside Maguire? Is it Lindelof? Is it Bailly? Uh, is it Tuanzebi comes in? Phil Jones even got some games. And then at left back, you've got Luke Shaw in the team. You've got Brandon Williams getting a goal there, who mm. I thought had a really, he yeah. look, looks like a, a really good prospect. But I think they just need that stability in terms of playing with that back unit, the, the same back unit for games and games on end. And we saw Solskjaer try not to change things too much uh, towards the end of the season. But 
you kind of fear that that was maybe because he couldn't because mm. we've seen it before or there was the uh, the game against Sevilla where he, he left it to like the 89th minute to make a change because he clearly wasn't uh, too trustworthy or too trusted of the players on his bench. So I think if United can get a settled back line, yes. including the goalkeeper, um, I don't know if that means they bring in another centre-half because they've been linked with, with some players like Dave, uh, up Machano or yes. RB Leipzig. Yeah, that would be a hell of a signing, but they've been linked with him. I think there was even a brief link with uh, Matthias De Ligt again at Juventus. But if, they, if they're if they going to bring in the centre-half, great. But if not, I think they just need to... Oli needs to pick, is it going to be Lindelof? Because it seems to be Lindelof. Mm. But then when Eric Bailly is fit, which is a big if a lot of the time, if Eric Bailly's fit, then he's been getting games as well. So I think Solskjaer needs to get his settled back five and stick to it as much as he can. Mm. Um, and yeah, that does involve, of course, the goalkeeper. Yeah, unfortunately, no time to talk about the importance of Jesse Lingard. Uh, on this side for today. <laughs> Let's talk instead about the David De Gea dilemma, as we're calling it here at What Culture Football. Um, this is something we've been speculating on for, for quite some time. The spectre of Dean Henderson hanging over De Gea. But then at the end of the day, it is still David De Gea. Yeah, yeah. I, I prefer to say the Dean and, and David dilemma. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, D&D go for uh, triple Ds, as it were. Um, yeah, it's it's a pickle. It's a pickle. <laughs> you've um, you've got somebody who uh, at one point the peak of his powers was, I would say, the best goalkeeper on the planet, yeah. who is still very much in the conversation for that. But, I mean, you have to look at last season and look at the mistakes he made. And, I mean, I'm one who will happily dig out John Henderson, uh, John Henderson, John Pickford for the multitude of the mistakes he makes. But David De Gea, last season, was it was it he had a, a nightmare. And you're thinking... I don't, I don't know. You, there has to be a point where he he either has to cut out those mistakes, which is easier said than done, it seems, or you seriously have to look at, right, okay, I, I, is it best to be moves on? Is he the goalkeeper he once was? Is it a case of maybe he needs to change the scenery to, to get his form back even? And I think, yeah, Dean Henderson, what was it, a five-year deal or six-year deal he signed recently? So clearly they, Manchester United view him as... One, it's tying him down in case he do sell him, but I think that they view him as that long-term replacement for David De Gea. It's just, is that replacement, is that that time now? Um, mm. It's it's a tricky one. I do think De Gea will start the season, um, yeah. but I, I think as soon as there's even a slight blip, I think Henderson will get a chance, and it's up to him then to take that chance. But yeah, I think they'll start with De Gea, but it's, it, what, what a conundrum to have, though, two very good goalkeepers. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's. I think what adds to it is this: the added sort of nuance to it is, of course, Real Madrid no longer looking for a goalkeeper, uh, so mm. that's taken out of it. But Dean Henderson isn't a goalkeeper that United are looking to sign. It's their goalkeeper who they've just sent out on loan, who was sensational for Sheffield United last season. And um, yeah, I sense that that De Gea will get the nod because I think if he wasn't, then they would have probably sold him yeah. right now. But very interesting to see what they do with Dean Henderson because if he is told. You're going to sit on the bench and you may not get that many games until we really feel like a change is completely necessary. The big tournament coming up next summer. The goalkeeper jersey is up for grabs. Is he going to want to go out on loan again somewhere else? It's going to be fascinating uh, and it's going to be something we're going to keep an eye on because, yeah, one wrong move from David De Gea and you've got one of the most promising young goalkeepers waiting in the wings. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. 
Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Let's move from one United to another, though. Let's talk about Newcastle United. Uh, Newcastle United fans will breathe a lot easier after the news of them signing Callum Wilson and Ryan Fraser, I think it's fair to say. Yeah, and I think especially with Ryan Fraser, because while it feels like Newcastle fans have spent the last six months or more um, kind of dreaming of this this summer that was going to be hundreds of million being spent after the takeover that unfortunately didn't happen for Newcastle fans, uh, the reality is that it's now a summer where famously under Mike Ashley, purse strings are always tight. So I think in particular, the Ryan Fraser signing on a free mm. transfer, I think that's a really good bit of business. Callum Wilson for 20 million. We, we talked about this earlier in the week. I think that is also a very good bit of business. Um, and I think it suits the player. It suits Bournemouth. It suits Newcastle. And I think he brings, you look at a Newcastle attack last season and they're just, there was no goals. You poor Joe Linton. God bless him. He looks. He seems like a lovely fella, and I really want him to do well. But I think it was two goals all season he got. Um, and so Callum Wilson brings goals. Um, yeah, okay. He got only got nine, I think, last season. But it, it was in a team that was in a relegation dogfight who didn't score many goals at all. Um, but I, yeah, I think bringing Fraser in is a great sign. I think Callum Wilson's a great sign, and I, I'm a really big admirer of Jeff Hendrick. I think. Getting him on the free from from Burnley was uh, could prove to be a, a savvy piece of business as well. And then there's still talk of maybe some more signings. No Jamal Lewis, that mm-hmm. seems to possibly be close to being a done deal from Norwich, which I think that's about 40 million is, is being talked about for that. Who uh, that increases the fullback options. And then they seem to be looking at Rob Holding and I think it was Ainsley Maitland Niles, which seems mm. a strange one. I don't think I thought they keep be going to Newcastle, but Rob Holding maybe from Arsenal. It, they're they're I think the positive thing for me if I'm a Newcastle fan is the big fear was it was going to be a summer of no business. So to at least hear them being rumoured to players and to having seen players come through the door at St. James's now, I think that's a positive thing. Um, but yeah, I fear it could be a tough season for the team. Yeah, personally, uh, until they made these signings, as much I, I really think Jeff Hendrick could be a, a difference maker for them, but until yeah. they signed Callum Wilson and, and Ryan Fraser, I would have had them nailed on alongside the likes of Probably Fulham and Villa as my relegation candidates. I think I think Fraser and Wilson in particular could save Newcastle this season. Um, you mentioned about the ability to sign them for next to nothing uh, and you know a very discounted price for what you'd normally consider decent, you know, English players that would normally go for. Uh, obviously from a relegated side, but still, um, I think Ryan Fraser is 
still a very, very talented individual and almost again will we want to be playing himself into the shop window uh, because we talked before about how he was being linked with Tottenham and, and all these other yep. bigger sides um, prior to the issues with his contract, let's just say, uh, at Bournemouth. But uh, it's Wilson for me. I'm not suggesting he's going to go out there and bag 20, 30 goals. But if you've done any more more sort of extensive research, which I have because I was just weirded out by the whole Jolinton thing, I don't believe he's a bad player. Mm. I believe he's just been, and there's been a brilliant report, I can't remember where I saw this, about how he's been utilised in previous sides and how he's been brought into Newcastle and been told, right, you're just going to be a lone striker and that's not what he, what he was doing at his old club. Uh, I think if you have someone like Callum Wilson as a target man and you've got players like Jolinton and as we'll get on to Alan Sat Maximan playing off that, I think you're going to have a lot more joy. Um, look, Steve Bruce did the best he could with the resources he was given. Um, it's going to be a tough old season for Newcastle regardless though, but I think they could be the uh, the thing that keeps Newcastle up. Yeah, they can. They can only help. I think all signings are positive signings. Um, and yeah, I think I. I always feel sorry for Steve Bruce as well. I, like, just because, yeah, I think he very much got the best out of the the side that he could last season. Yeah, okay, you've signed this striker for forty million in Joel Linton and, and he's scored two goals. So maybe you're not getting the best out of him, like you said there about maybe it's the the way they utilize him. But it's a little bit like with Rafa Benitez before that, where you felt like Rafa got the very best out of what he could mm. um, with, with that squad. And I, I think. Yeah, it's it's definitely a lot more positive for Newcastle fans with these signings and and with the possible um, incoming of, of Jamal Lewis and maybe a centre half. Uh, I think yeah, you'd like to bat Newcastle to stay up just because I mean everybody likes seeing Newcastle do well and just the the, the passionate supporters they've got, the mm. sheer number and volume in terms of size and noise of their fans. Everybody likes to see Newcastle doing well. Um, and yeah, maybe hope maybe Callum Wilson is the one to that will be the, the difference maker. Maybe he can get the best out of Joe Linton if they play together. Uh, and you're thinking Callum Wilson, who has shown when he's fit and healthy in the right environment, he can get goals. Uh, the season before last with Bournemouth, uh, you're thinking someone like him with the creativity of an Alan St. Maximum, the the, unpre- the unpredictable um, creativity of Alan St. Maximum. You're thinking, yeah, that if that can click, then it could be a fun time for Newcastle this season. If it doesn't click, of course, then yeah, ouch, uh, bring Dwight Gale back in. But yeah, <laughs> uh, I think yeah, it's it's some at least some positive news for Newcastle fans who maybe thought it was going to be a really dull summer. Yes, it was. It could have been a very, very different uh, Premier League season preview for Newcastle had the uh, takeover uh, occurred. What What is happening with Mike Ashley? It seems like a question we ask all the time. But you know, there was things being reported when the takeover fell through that it was still still being plugged away at behind the scenes. I, I doubt that now. But I mean, I just it. It's t- the, the, the Newcastle United fans that I know and I work with. It is torturous. This. Um, is there anything we can we can offer solace in terms of Newcastle fans? I don't think there's any solace until Mike Ashley is out that door. Um, it's just he clearly doesn't want the club. Um, he just wants to get rid of the club, and because he he just he's only focused on getting rid of the club then you know that he's not going to go out and spend massive amounts of money on this because he's a businessman that just doesn't make business sense in in one side then you're thinking well if you do splash a bit of money on the club and maybe bring in some players that improve the the squad and the quality and and they can Newcastle could somehow push on a bit up the league then that maybe makes them a more attractive proposition for any investors 
but yeah, he, the, the bottom line comes down to he does not want to own that football club. Um, and it's it's a horrible situation to look at just from the outside, let alone if, if you're a Newcastle fan. It must be, like you said, torturous just to know that this, this man is running your football club. It's just insanity because, you know, this is a, you know, you we talk, we've seen, you know, huge companies come in and, and transform football sides, uh, you know, all over the place. And it's Newcastle United, like you say, such a dedicated fan base. Yes, it's, you know, up the other end of the country to where most, you know, businessmen and players probably want to be. But at the end of the day, it is clearly a, a, a team crying out for investment. And for me, it's... It's dealing with Mike Ashley and his valuation of it is the only thing that's stopping it because you would assume anyone else would kind of snatch the hand off for a, for a, an established Premier League size with such a great fan base and you know such potential too. Yeah, yeah, it's it's one thing to say that a lot of footballers want to play in in and around London or maybe Manchester or Liverpool, but I think the other side of that is that they're no disrespect to Middlesbrough or Sunderland or but I, or Newcastle. I, I'm going to offend all three groups here. <laughs> But there's there's that that spotlight for you think if you're an investor you're thinking well there's already these these massive teams in London and Manchester and Liverpool so where can I invest that's that's different and can bring something to an area and that Newcastle or Middlesbrough or Sunderland they fit the bill but right now with Newcastle being a Premier League team they very much fit the bill so it, especially with that built-in fan base that are there already this huge passionate fan base. Um, who were crying out for idols, whether it's on the pitch or off the pitch, somebody that's going to bring back those good days. And my thing with Mike Ashley is, why did you buy this in the first place? Why mm. did you buy that? And the, the obvious answer is that, yeah, he's running it like a business. If they get relegated, he's not too bothered. It's just a case of running it as, as little a cost as he can while trying to just edge a little bit of profit, edge a little bit of success um, until eventually he can sell the club to whoever. But yeah, his valuation in the club seems high and, then finally this deal was going to happen and with Saudi Arabia and it didn't I just it's 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 a sort of club where if you, you you're gonna if you're gonna buy a Newcastle United you need to go all in on it because mm. it can be this great club um it can be oh, yeah. this you, there's everything is there the, the stadium the facilities the the fans the only thing that isn't there is the the quality of football mm. um and that's where somebody needs to come in and invest and throw some money at it if you if you are going to buy the club. It just seems like he's done it so half-assed, so <laughs> just just basically to try and turn a quick profit. And mm. yeah, I, I, it's uh, to me as a complete neutral. Um, I just think the sooner that he, he leaves that club alone, and the better. The sooner that, that somebody else runs Newcastle Football Club. But yeah, it, it's it must be. Uh, you must. I must. If I was a Newcastle fan, I'd be pulling my hair out. Yeah. Um, right. As we bring things to a close here. Uh, League table positions for, for the two Uniteds, Manchester and Newcastle. I thought you were going to try to be more positive then. And I was so, oh, on, on the back of all that happy news, where are Newcastle going to finish? Um, I think Manchester United, I think top four, which mm. seems to me is a given. I, I don't think right now with the squad they've got, as we're recording this, I don't think they're quite ready to, to match. Uh, Liverpool, Manchester City and Chelsea are the three that I think will be in, in the, the title race. But I think United could be there, thereabouts. And if they could maybe get a centre-half in, a top, top, top class centre-half before the, the deadline day comes, then maybe they could push on for uh, to be properly in the title race. As for Newcastle, I don't know. Those, the signings they've made, uh, the, the two that have come out today, the Callum Wilson and Ryan Fraser, I think... Uh, that's massive. Um, do I think it's enough for them to stay up? I, I do. I think they've, they've got enough there to stay up. And maybe they can 
I don't know, I think he might be out there, but if they can maybe pick up another few free transfers or just mm-hmm. some some bargains per se. Um, I think someone like a Joel Veltman, he went to Brighton for 900 grand. That would have been a great mm. fit for Newcastle. It's a great fit for Brighton, though. But yeah, I think Newcastle will just about survive. Um, yes, yeah. they, they, they strike me as a very much a sort of 16th, 17th in the Premier League next season. And that's that's wishful thinking on behalf of my Newcastle friends. But I, I believe they're going to be just about good enough to stay up as a result of those signings. And, well, I suppose it all depends on how their form starts because it's going to be very interesting to track that. Man United, yeah, top four. Not quite a good enough challenge for the title, but I can see them getting some silverware and certainly having a lot of fun in the Champions League too. Uh, do let us know your thoughts and predictions in the comments section below or on Twitter at WhatCultureFC. And whilst you're down there in the comments, let us know what else you'd like to see for us in terms of content as the Premier League season begins. We're, of course, going to do all the fantasy football stuff we usually do, but we are open to other ideas and open suggestions what you guys would like to see. Let us know as well on Twitter, as I said as well, at WhatCultureFC, where you can follow both of us. Andrew, where can people get you on Twitter? Then get me at Cultured Left Peg. And you can follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture FC. As I said, make sure you like, share, and subscribe. But this has been the Premier League season preview for Manchester United and Newcastle. We'll be back tomorrow with more sides, whatever ones occur alphabetically next. But for now, my thanks to Andrew Pollard. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market